fighting, hatred, fear. Had enough of the noise? to Energetic Health Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Henry Ely, but please call me Dr. H, just like everybody else does. We have a great show for you today, and we're going to have a lot of great shows for you. All of our shows are going to be centered on a very simple theme. We want to make sure that we're helping you tap into the power you already possess. That's right. At the Energetic Health Institute, we don't believe in empowerment. We don't believe that we have the ability to empower someone. How can we empower someone that's already powerful? And that's the truth. You are powerful, powerful beyond measure. But we want to make sure that we can help you tap into that power at your beckoning call so your day gets to be what you want it to be. Now, I'm joined today by four very special healers, very lovely ladies that I'm so privileged to be able to work with, Dia, Val, Jen, and Paulina. They're going to be working and assisting me on every single show, and I just can't wait for you to meet them so that we can get a great, broad perspective of opinions, things that, folks, let me let me just be quiet. You are going to love these healers. So, Dia, how are you doing today? Fantastic, Doc. Thank you. Val, how are you? I am awesome. Of course you are. Jen, how about yourself? I am just doing fabulous today. And Paulina, how about you? I'm doing really good. All right. This is great. This is great. Now, one of the things I think that's really fun is to kick off every show with a a what's good kind of icebreaker, something like that, something that our audience can participate in as well. So the question of the day, and I think there are some some folks listening are going to really resonate with this. If you could choose between one or the other, which would you choose? A full-time masseuse or a full-time chef? Paulina, let's go to you first. Uh, it would definitely have to be a full-time masseuse because, you know, I'm on my computer all the time. I store a lot of tension in my shoulders and I need someone to massage them every day. Amen. (laughs) Right. Every day. Every day. How about you? Are you, are you going with the masseuse? You're going with the full-time chef. I'm going with the full-time chef. I, I, I need someone here to cook for me the meals that I'm not disciplined enough to cook for myself. So someone to crack that, that dietary whip. So the chef. Now what's, what's interesting with these two is Pauline is a graduate of our holistic nutrition program at the energetic health Institute. And, and she doesn't like to brag. So I'm going to brag for her a little bit. She's really, she's really good at cooking. So she's like, I need the thing that I'm not good at. I can't, I can't rub myself. So I'm going to go with the masseuse, but Dia's just getting started, right? Dia in our holistic nutrition program, right? So maybe right. by the end, you might feel a little bit more like, yeah, let's go with the masseuse, right? This is true. <laughs> but right now, chef, and I'm, I'm with you on that. Val, how about you? What are you thinking? Masseuse or chef? masseuse all the way baby masseuse it has been it has been years of fitness and nutrition and just this lifestyle for me Mm -hmm. i think i got my food dialed in but that Mm self-care real relaxation oh my goodness masseuse 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 i i feel you how about you jen what are you thinking 
Well, I think I'd actually opt for both. <laughs> so <laughs> I know that's not part of the question, but um, you know, I actually have my kids helping out cooking and stuff. So I think I've got that under control right now. So I'd absolutely 100% go for the masseuse. You know, I am just go, go, go all the time. And I think a masseuse would just kind of force me to just relax a bit and just chill. So definitely a masseuse. Amen to that. Well, you know, one of the things I like about some of the Far Eastern cultures is the is that children are taught massage by massaging their parents and their grandparents. So I think that's something maybe we want to think about adopting here. Huh? <laughs> put those yeah. put those little hands to work on the feet, right? <laughs> All right. You know, for me, I got to tell you, ladies, um, uh, it's going to be masseuse right? Full-time masseuse, get into those knots in the shoulders. Let's, because there's just something about after you've had a really great massage, how the day is just better, right? Now, that same thing is true for food and everything, but I feel like I can, I can make myself some really good stuff, right? But I can't rub my shoulders. <laughs> so let's go with that. You listening, what do you think? Masseuse full-time or chef or both? You know, why not? So we're playing fantasy land. Why don't we just go with both, right? <laughs> Split the difference. Now, I want to share something with you um, that has just totally transformed my life. It's something that we share with students at the Energetic Health Institute as they go through the program. We, we feel like nutrition is far more than just, oh, you know, the foods you eat, a supplement here or there. We actually look at oxygen as nutrition. We actually look at happiness as nutrition. We actually look at the things that support the production of energy in the body as nutrition. And certainly the way we think and how we feel is going to play an instrumental role in how we produce energy. So what I've come up with um, in working with some incredible patients, um, I, I had this one patient who was just really struggling to overcome some pretty intense traumas that she had experienced. And this is unfortunately all too common in our society that women bear the brunt of so many traumatic experiences. But one of the things that we found was that she was stuck in a cycle of victimhood, right? And that's a very dangerous place to be. It's a prison, you know, in, in my opinion. And so I had to really step outside the box and go, well, how can I help this beautiful, beautiful soul? How can I help her overcome this, you know, the, these hurts that she's experienced? How can I help her transform them into these true sources of strength so she doesn't have to live her life afraid? You know, that's the thing I think, Dia, for me, that really gets me is looking at people. You see so many people out there that are just embracing their victimhood instead of overcoming the things that have hurt them. And so I came up with these 20 questions to start every single day. They're simple questions, but I came up with these 20 questions to really launch a meditative session, something that can enhance the faith that you might be in, something that's going to make you feel good every day, because from the moment you start answering these questions, you are tapping into the power you already possess. So Dia, does that sound like something that would be good for the world to share with these oh. questions? <laughs> Absolutely. Much needed at this point in time. Amen. Right. Because there's a lot of hurt going on right now, too. You know, and the thing is, it doesn't have to. So when things things happen in life that suck, let's not kid ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And there is some ugliness that goes on. But that those experiences don't have to dominate us. In fact, they can propel us into a greater expression of ourselves 
if we allow it. And that's where these questions come in. So we want you to play along with us when we're asking these questions. We're going to be asking all these wonderful healers that are on with me today. I'm going to be asking them these questions, but we want you listening to answer these questions as well. Okay. We want you to answer these questions because we know these questions unlock your true power. So you all ready to get started? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Go. Okay. Well, 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 okay. All right. Well, I guess we'll get going. <laughs> Here we go. Question one. You ready? This is the one that everyone knocks out of the park a hundred out of a hundred times. You ready for this one? Yes. Who's in control of how you feel about you? I'm going to go to Val first. Always Who's in me. control? Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> Always me, Dr. H. Always me. And I think it, it has to do with that self-love mm-hmm. that comes from within more so than anything mm-hmm. and, and a choice Amen. That, that brings out that happiness and joy in life just in general. Well, and I like what you said right there, that choice, that you're making a choice to be in control of you, that Val's in control of how Val feels about Val, right? <laughs> yeah, lots of Val. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, yeah, if you want to buy a Val, we're on. <laughs> we're, but you get what I'm get what I'm saying, right? It's yep. it's an important reminder. It's something we all know to be true, but it's important to remind ourselves of that every day. So, Dia, who's in control of how Dia feels about Dia? Dia is in control. Dia right. has to hold Dia accountable. Right, exactly. For being in control. Because there's responsibility with that as well, isn't there? Very Absolutely. good insight. Paulina, who's in control of how Paulina feels about Paulina? Paulina, you know, right? I don't want to be a passenger. I'm a driver in the seat and I don't want to give other people the power over me to make me feel a certain way about myself. I oh. want to do it for myself. That's such a great way of saying too, that you're the driver. I don't want to be a passenger in my own life. I'm the driver. I'm the captain of this ship, right? And sometimes that ship's going to go through rough waters. But if you believe in yourself, you'll be able to navigate those waters. That's what I love about this question. Jen, how about you? Who's in control of how Jen feels about Jen? Well, I have to be honest with you. It actually took me quite a bit of years to realize that I'm the one that's in control. Um, It wasn't always like that. I've done a lot of work. So I'm Mm -hmm. sure a lot of listeners may be in the same situation, but I can tell you, stay positive, ask for help when you need help, you know, do the work. And, um, you know, now I feel like I am totally in control of, of things in with me. So I no. am now in control. <laughs> How long did it, did it really take you, Jen, to, to before you you got that sense of yes, I, I I believe it. It's not just something I'm I'm repeating to myself, but now it's a belief. It's a part of my belief system. How long did it take for you to get there? Do you really want me to answer that question? I do. Yeah, I, I do. I think there's um, a lot of people that do. You know, honestly, I would say probably about half my life or longer. Mm. It's a long wow. time. Yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah, there were some little times in there where I started to feel it. And then, you know, life knocks you down a little bit and mm-hmm. take a couple steps back. But I feel like I've completely moved past all of that. And I'm just in a really great place. And, wow. you know, I feel like everyone can get there. So, you know, my, my question, I have one more follow up if I can on that. Yeah. What did you do that really helped you get there? 
Um, really starting to realize that I really need to take care of myself if mm -hmm. I am going to help take care of everybody else. And mm -hmm. I think once I started to realize like I need to be healthy and I've always lived a, what I thought was a healthy lifestyle. Um, but you know, I've just done lots of research. I started breathing more, adding mm -hmm. some, I wouldn't necessarily, I started off with full blown, full blown meditation, but I definitely have, you know, worked on breathing and, um, you know, and I've become a lot more responsive rather than reactive. And I think all mm -hmm. of these things kind of intertwined helped me realize like, this just feels so much better. It, it does. Well, you know, I, thank you for saying that. Cause that to me is the allure always is that it may, it, I feel so much better when I've asked myself that question and there's, and the answer is obvious it's me, but that yeah. wonderful daily reminder. And for, for me, Jen, it was actually nutrition. It was getting my nutrition, right. I didn't realize how bad I was feeling eating all the fast foods and the junk foods and things like that. I didn't realize, I just thought that was normal. But then you start right. cleaning up your diet, you start eating organic plant-based foods, you start getting all of these wonderful nutrients in your body and something shifts, you know, and this, I, I think for me, what shifted was I don't have to live by other people's opinions of me. You know, I get to li live by the opinions I set for myself and what it, what it really catapulted me into, which I was really excited to learn, you know, kind of as a byproduct was it moved me from being a very selfish person into a very selfless person. And I didn't really know about the joy. Nobody ever taught me about the joy of being selfless and how much it, how much like it empowers us and how great it makes us feel to do something that's kind and nice for other people and, and to see that genuine, you know, appreciation for it. Right. It's just, there's so much to this, but it does start with you taking the wheel, right? Felina, it, it starts with you taking, I, I'm the captain. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a fun first question. Hopefully you <laughs> listening are, are playing along with us as well. Uh, Y'all ready for number two? <laughs> okay. Number two, who's in control of how I feel about what's going on in the world, right? Mm. Especially in these times. Who's in control of that? CNN thinks that they're in control of that, right? Fox News might think they're in control of that, but who's really in control? Jen, who's in control of how- Absolutely. Oh, absolutely 100% Jen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Ownership, right? Yep. How incredibly, how, how much, you know, I, I don't know. And I don't want to, I don't want to say like, I feel powerful because that, that does sound a little egotistical, but I feel strong, right? I feel strong when I remember that, like, okay, yeah, there's some negative stuff on the TV, but here's the power I possess off button, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's how I elicit my power over that. I don't want that in my mental space right now. I want something positive and loving and good in my space, right? And maybe I'll just go outside and watch the grass grow. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Paulina, how about you? Who's in control of how you see the world? That's, you know, I have to say me because um, especially with everything that's been going on, I've been reading a lot more. That's I'm kind of going back to what you just said about just turning off your TV, turning off your mm -hmm. phone, you know, not, not being present in that negativity. So what I did for myself during this whole 2020, 2021, I've been reading a lot more. I've been 
you know, hanging out with people I love. I've been going outside a little bit more. So I am in control of what comes into my life. Amen. Right. And what a powerful person you are when you decide to be that wonderful gatekeeper, right? I'll I'll decide. I know you want me to be afraid, but I'm not going to be afraid. Exactly. That's, that's, that's up to me to decide. Dia, how about you? Who's in control of how Dia sees the world? I'm in control. And that's irregardless of what feelings become stirred up by the outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the mm-hmm. end of the day, I do realize that I, I am in control of how I react and respond to everything on the outside. So I, I wish everybody listening could see the faces I'm seeing right now, because just asking these questions when the answer comes out, there's this incredible smile that comes over their faces. So I hope you playing along with us, listening to this, are having that same smile that, that yes, wait a minute, I am in control. Is that, that feels pretty good, right? Val, how about you? Who's in control of how Val sees the world? Val. Val is definitely responsible. And you know what? With everything going on in the world, just in general, as of late, negativity, uh, fear, anxiety, extra stress. I've been finding more time for Mm self-care. I've been breathing and meditating more. Mm -hmm. I actually started prioritizing my relationships, Mm -hmm. connections with my loved ones, all of the happiness and joy and fulfillment they bring into my life as well as participating and engaging with my clients more and connecting with them on a very deep, meaningful level. And you know what else? At the end of the day, when you realize that you have the power to Mm -hmm. not blame others Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for everything that's happening in the world, oh my goodness, it is the best feeling ever. You just mm-hmm. feel free. You feel free. You know, and I found Val that it, I, it frees up a lot of energy in me too. Yes. Like I'm not wasting energy being brought down by someone else's opinion of the world, right? I get to decide whether I want to engage in that or not. Amen. And how free is that? Let's go to the next one. Let's go to the next one. Who's in control of how you feel about your life, including the power to change it as you see fit. One more time. Who's in control of how you feel about your life, including the power to change it as you see fit? Let's go to, uh, let's go to Polina. Well, I would have to say I'm in control of that. Um, sometimes it's really hard though. Sometimes it can be very, very challenging. Um, because I can speak from my own experience. I care about what people say a lot of times, and mm-hmm. I try to tweak myself. I try to tweak my behavior in accordance to someone else's mood. Mm-hmm. And I realize that that's not necessarily the healthiest pattern. I have to stay true to myself and I have to stay true to who I am. And the changes I make in my life need to be motivated from within versus from the outside. Because those are the only changes that are going to really stand the test of time anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Amen. Dia, how about you? Who's in control of who's in control of how you feel about your life, including the power to change it as you see fit? 
I am 100% in control and mm-hmm. I am still a work in progress. Uh, so amen. I welcome all the reminders and I just try to find <laughs> the blessing in the lesson. <laughs> so, amen. That's the thing. It, it's nobody's saying this is easy, folks. Nobody's out there saying, oh, if you just do this, everything's going to fall into place. It's going to be a lot better for you. You're going to be a lot happier. You're going to have more energy. You're going to feel better about the world. But that doesn't mean that life doesn't still happen uncertain days, right? It's just saying, hey, how do we manage the stress that comes up so that we're in that driver's seat? Val, how about you? Where do you stand on this question? Who's in control of how you feel about your life, including the power to change it as you see fit? It's Val, it's Val, it's Val. But little share here just from the from the background standpoint and me being from a different country, coming mm-hmm. into a completely different culture and mm-hmm. trying to fit in. Oh gosh, I spent years of my life trying to fit in, trying to be like everybody else because I just, I just felt for the longest time that I did not belong, first of all, and mm-hmm. then that I could not be myself. People, mm-hmm. people laughed at me. People, um, you know, were mean to me. It's like there, there was just like so much negativity through many years of my life as an outsider. I don't consider myself an outsider anymore, but I used to. And the moment I just made a commitment to myself to just start loving myself, embracing myself with all of the craziness and letting people either love me or kind of like you either love me or hate me kind of thing. And it's their choice again. When I show up, here I am, Val. I'm loving. I'm kind. I'm fun. But if you don't want to be part of that, that's okay. And once I made that decision, the life has changed. So, Amen. Well, I love you. And, and anyone who doesn't <laughs> is a fool. <laughs> so I think I can say all that. Jen, how about you? Where do you stand on that question? Um, well, just to kind of piggyback off of what Val was saying is I kind of more recently have had this I guess, sort of mantra where I just keep telling myself and everyone, especially young people and older people, um, you know, just embrace your uniqueness, you know, because that's what feels really good. And it's exactly what Val was saying. And again, took me a bit to learn it, but I did. And now I'm okay. I might say or do something that someone might be like, oh, that's a little different, but (laughs) that's okay. I want to be unique and I'm okay with that. Um, And, you know, talking about, um, change, you know, I am kind of the person where if I'm, you know, I've had a couple different careers. And when one just doesn't, when one doesn't feel right anymore, then Mm -hmm. I kind of search and figure out what is going to feel right. And I make Mm -hmm. that change. And that could scare a lot of people because that's pretty, it's a pretty big change to change careers. And, you know, but, but that's kind of how I've always been. Um, you know, I just feel like I need to shift out of certain energy and, you know, get into some better energy. So I've had different careers, a couple different jobs. And, you know, um, that's just kind of how I roll, I guess. <laughs> a- amen. And you have two babies as well, right? I do. They're amazing. <laughs> and what a great gift for mom to show them that, that when something isn't feeling right, that you can change it right? What a great thing to share with them. So that's all they know. That's, that's what they get to incorporate in their lives. You know, 
Um, for me, I, I'll say this. I It took me a while to learn that, number one, who I was was pretty cool. Right? <laughs> and then number two, to realize that I better stop trying to be somebody else because I'm never going to be as good being somebody else as I'm going to be being myself. So all this time I wasted, all this money I wasted trying to pretend I was something I wasn't was for other people. And it didn't bring me any closer to happiness. I had to get in tune with what do I like about me? Right. And how can I make that even better? And the best way to do it is to explore the things that bring you passion, the things that you feel strongly about, because that's to me where I've found myself and so many people that I've talked to, same thing. That's where we find ourselves when we're pursuing what we love to do. And what a great gift to give our kids, too. Right. <laughs> very, very cool. Okay. Uh, rapid fire. Cause we're about to take a break. Uh, we're going to do two questions and we're going to take a break. So we're going to rapid fire these questions. Cause when we come back from the break, we're going to have some mega questions <laughs> to go through some, some questions that will change the way you see the world for sure. Uh, first question. Uh, this comes from my mother. I love this question. What's good. Give me one thing from each of you. What's good with you today. What's good. Paulina, what's good. Well, my mother-in-law is visiting us, so I'm really excited to spend some time with her. I haven't seen her in a few months, but I missed her, and um, I'm just excited for her to be here in Florida. Unfortunately, it's raining, but you know we'll make the best of it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Val, how about you? What's good today? Actually, pretty similar to Paulina. Uh, my sister is coming to visit soon and she's going to be coming all the way from Russia. And I am just so excited. So, so, so excited. Dia, how about you? The kickoff of this radio show. Amen. This is good. Yeah, I'm, this is good. Yeah. I'm excited about this. So this is good today. <laughs> Amen. Jen, how about you? Um, well, my kids and I took one of the dogs for a walk today and bumped into a neighbor I haven't seen in a really long time. And we just had an amazing conversation and we're going to work together to help each other out with a couple of things. And it just, I think that's pretty awesome. That's super awesome. And you know what I love about this question? What's good. It gets me thinking every morning about what's good for me. A lot of times it's just, I opened my eyes today, <laughs> you know, a lot of times it's, well, there's some birds chirping outside, right? Oh, I get to sit and have a meditative moment before I get started. It. It's simple stuff. It doesn't need to be these grand things. But what's so cool is when you start looking for what's good in your life, you'll find that you train yourself to find what's good faster and faster and faster. And so that just becomes, again, who you are. Okay, last question before we go to break, and then we'll take a quick break. Um, what can go right Let's go with Jen. What can go right? Um, that I will get better sleep tonight because I injured myself the other day and I did not get much sleep since then. Hey, <laughs> so. Amen. Right there. That, that can go right. Uh, <laughs> Paulina, what can go right? Ooh, you know what? I, I agree with Jen. The sleep. I, I've been sleep deprived for the last couple of days, so I'm really hoping to get some sleep tonight. Hey, amen. Dia, how about you? What can go right? That everyone is receptive to this show and they love us so much that they tune in next week 
and the week after <laughs> and the following weeks. We, we see who's in sales on the show. We're going to put not, you in the marketing really team. Just, <laughs> the people need this. Amen. Amen. And we are here for it. Hey, and we are here to deliver. You'd write about that. Val, how about you? What can go right? Anything and everything can go right. It's just a matter of perspective, a choice, good, positive attitude, and honestly, just making it good, taking any challenge and making it a good thing, right? It's 100% right. To me, every morning when I ask myself this question, Val, the answer is everything I set my heart and mind to. Amen. That's what can go right. That's why it doesn't matter whether it's some five-letter word that's dominating our perspective right now, I know we're going to see our way through it. I know we're going to figure it out. I know that love is going to become back into, into play, is going to be how we live our lives because it's what makes us so happy. And I'm going to tell you all a little secret. I'm all about love. You know, I'm going to be yes. about love unapologetically every day of my life because I've seen it work miracles. So we're going to come, we're going to give a, a little bit of a break right now to uh, let one of our sponsors, the Energetic Health Institute, tell you a little bit about the school. And then we'll be right back on to finish up these questions. Hope you're having a good, good experience with this. And hopefully you even print these questions out and start asking them to yourself every morning. You're going to see your life improve exponentially every single day that you do it. Be right back. Aloha, my name is Dr. Henry Ely, and I'm the founder of the Energetic Health Institute. And I want to tell you what I love about our school. What I love about our school is that we have people from all walks of life proving that what matters is how we treat each other every single day. So let's listen from four of our lovely ladies that are with us today, four of our fantastic healers. Dia, what do you love about EHI? Well, first and foremost, I love that you are the founder of EHI after spending quite a bit of time following your work. So there's no better school that I can see myself going to at this point in time. And I love how community oriented everyone is. It just feels like an amazing holistic community of healers and people that are dedicated to wellness. And that is right up my alley. So I'm, I'm excited to be part of this family. Amen. And thank you for calling it what it is, a family, right? That's what we do. Jen, how about you? What do you love about EHI? Well, I thought that I was living a relatively healthy life before, um, but EHI really showed me what it truly means to live your best and healthiest life. Um, and it's just been, it was an amazing experience, amazing people, students, staff, the content just blows my mind continuously. It's, it's fabulous. Fantastic. And Paulina, how about you? I want to say the knowledge um, is absolutely incredible. I come from, you know, your typical normal university studying nutrition and it, the EHI opened my eyes to the world of holistic nutrition, to the world of functional medicine, that I can actually apply this knowledge and I can use it with my clients every single day. Check us out, energetichealthinstitute.org. We have great programs, holistic nutrition certification, uh, vaccine education specialists. Um, you know, we will teach you about how to use medical cannabis and we'll even teach you how to detox your entire body. We have just some wonderful people 
great programs, and we are definitely here for you. So I hope you check us out, energetichealthinstitute.org. Today, America stands at the crossroads of history. Our actions will determine the fate of our nation. Well, that journey starts here and starts now. We invite you to join us in making the ultimate difference. Subscribe to our podcast and newsletters. Turn notifications on and stay in the know. You'll find all that back at AmericaOutloud.com. Liberty and justice for all. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep can be infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's digital age makes it even harder. You're not alone with this struggle. Poor sleep affects over 70% of Americans. Even the Centers for Disease Control labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. To take back your sleep, Healthy Cell has created REM Sleep, the only sleep supplement made to support all four stages of human sleep with calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Delivered in a patent-pending, pill-free, ultra-absorption microgel formula that tastes great. Fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deeply, and wake up refreshed with Healthy Cell's REM Sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you're having a good time on our inaugural show here. Um, Hope you're learning a lot and getting some ideas of, hey, you know, that is a good question. That is something I want to start asking myself every morning just to get into a good, good groove with myself and set my day up for success. That's what it's all about, right? Setting your day up for success. So let's jump into our next question here. Who's in control of deciding if and when you choose to forgive someone who has hurt you. Who's in control of deciding if and when you choose to forgive someone who has hurt you? Dia, who's that person in control? Mm, forgiveness. <laughs> it's a tough one, isn't it? It, it really is. Um, I am in control. I now, am in control. <laughs> it doesn't sound like there's 100% conviction there, right? Am I reading that correctly? That is correct. And that's only because it doesn't always feel that way. Mm. But the truth remains, (laughs) I am in control. And that's one of the things that's tough about this question. We have some challenging questions in here, but this is one where I've seen when people get it, there's a breakthrough for them. Because so often we've been taught in our lives that we are obligated to forgive. And I've worked with some people who've been through some rough stuff. And one of the things that I don't like is the idea of a person being who's been really hurt. You know what I'm saying, Dia? Like gone through some really rough stuff. And they're now on the hook, obligated to forgive the person that hurt them immediately. I, I, you know, I, I think that's noble as a concept, but it's not necessarily realistic. And it certainly doesn't honor the person who's been hurt, in my opinion. So one of the things I would do with patients when I when we're dealing, especially with intense physical abuse and sexual abuse and stuff like that is we would have a lot of conversations 
with me holding their hands a lot of times, giving them permission to forgive on their terms. And that's what this question is about. You acknowledging the power that you possess to forgive on your terms. We're not saying never forgive. And we're not saying if you're ready, forgive, don't forgive someone. We're simply saying acknowledge that you get to decide when and if you forgive because you're the one that had to bear the burden of that hurt. Does that make sense, Dia? Absolutely. Okay. Now with that extra explanation on it, can I ask you that question again? And let's, let's listen to how you answer it. All right. Cause I want to, I, I don't know if that shifted anything, but let's see who's in control of deciding if and when Dia chooses to forgive someone who has hurt her. Dia is in control. 100% of the time. And it, it really reminds me of the saying that holding on to anger is like drinking poison and then waiting for the other person to die. Amen. Amen. That, that's what I think of. So I am in control. Now, much stronger answer right there, right? Much more convicted answer right there. And the answer is really simple. See, this is the hard thing for people who have good hearts. All right. People who have good hearts want to forgive. But sometimes what's been perpetuated on that person is so heinous that there's a breakdown. There's like, well, how can I forgive that? I'm not ready to forgive that. And then that person starts to internalize the additional negativity of feeling bad for not being in a place of forgiveness yet. Mm. Can I get an amen on that? Am I preaching now? Am I preaching? So, so what I'm saying with this question, everybody, it's so important, is to give you. You're the one that got hurt. Give yourself a little bit of gentleness. Give yourself a little bit of latitude. Give yourself a little bit of grace to work towards being able to forgive that person genuinely. It doesn't have to be instantaneously, but we get bombarded with, if it's not instantaneously, therefore that makes me a bad person. No, it doesn't. It makes you a real person. That's correct. (laughs) And that's the freedom. That's where we start getting into the power that you possess, right? Val, thoughts, quick thoughts on this one. Oh, it, it, it does take quite a bit when you're not at the right level of that spiritual and personal growth, I mm-hmm. feel. Mm-hmm. And the more I realized how much it was hurting me and mm-hmm. how it was destroying my good positive vibrations and my life and causing anger and anxiety, the easier it was to start thinking about forgiving faster. It's not an instant. It's not an instant. And sometimes it takes a little time. But when I work through it spiritually and just mentally, I'm there. That readiness and that awareness is there to the point where I just want to let it go. And I just want to move on. Amen. That's it. Is it okay if you're not there second one right after somebody hurt you? Absolutely. To me, to me, yep, that has been my experience for sure. To me, that's the medicine. That's the permission we have to give ourselves, right? Absolutely. I'm a good person, but that doesn't mean I can forgive instantaneously every single time. Yes. I'll get there. I'll get to the place of forgiveness because I, I agree with you, Dia. I don't want to drink that poison. I don't want to carry around that, neg- that anger and that negativity, right? So right. I, I do want to, I do strive to forgive people 
as a reflex. And I teach you all in the program how to learn how to forgive people as a reflex, but that's a process. And it's important in that process to remember, you're the one that got hurt. You're the one calling the shots, right? Not the person that hurt you. Amen. (laughs) They don't don't get to call those shots anymore. They hurt you. That's what ended that relationship, that power that they had over you. Absolutely. Paulina, what do you think? Yeah, I, I completely agree with everything you just said. And I think it's so it's so important to be kind to yourself and to give yourself some time to work through your hurt, um, to work through the offense that was um, committed upon you. And I can tell you from my personal experience, there is there are certain things that happened in my life to where I'm still working on forgiveness. And I'm mm-hmm. not sure if I will ever be able to forgive that person who hurt me. But the fact that every single day, I am trying to let go a little bit more and a little bit more and to open up a little bit more. That makes me happy. That makes me feel like I'm doing something that will better my relationships in the future. And that will create a better life for me in the future. And in the present moment as well, because I don't want to be so closed off by all that hurt that I don't trust people anymore or that I, you know, feel a certain way about certain situations. Right. I want to be loving, be, you know, exactly that. Well, that hurt then can become a prison. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It, that's, that's that victimhood we were talking about. We're seeing so many people embrace victimhood and I'm like, no victimhood is not a final destination. It's a temporary resting spot. And while you get your feet under you again, you know, but it's exactly. not supposed to be a, a rite of passage. You know, that's, that's, that's taking it in, in, a, in a wrong direction. And I've just seen too many angry people as a result of them embracing their victimhood. And I, I just fundamentally disagree with that as an approach. I don't think that's a loving approach to yourself or to the world to embrace victimhood. Right. And I'm not going to back off of that statement. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anybody that, anybody listening that wants to debate that with me, write the show, come on, let's talk. I'll bring you on. <laughs> we can talk about it. Cause I also don't shy away just cause somebody disagrees with me in my world. It's okay for us to disagree, you know, it's, but it's not okay for us to be censored. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's real. That's, that's real talk. Right. Jen, how about you? What do you think about that question? Well, I have to agree with what Paulina said. Um, I believe forgiveness happens for me, mostly in baby steps. Um, Mm -hmm. But the more you practice it, um, the bigger release you can have, if that makes sense. Um, And then, you know, the one thing that I just want to add, and, you know, for me to actually say this out loud is kind of powerful. But, you know, the one person that I've truly been working super hard on forgiving is myself. Amen. So, Take it how you will, but that I think this is the first time I'm actually saying this out loud, even though I know deep down this is what I've been working on and working towards. Mm-hmm. So, well, I'm going to tell you, we put a lesson out in 204, lesson five on Ho'oponopono, the Hawaiian art of forgiveness. And I got to tell you, that changed my life learning about Ho'oponopono. Um, it's real simple. Please forgive me for any and all hurt that I have done. Excuse me. Let me let me back up. I want to make sure I say this exactly correctly. I apologize for any and all hurt that I have done. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. 
it's those last two that really create the magic in the words. Because when you say thank you, you're understanding that anybody who really loves you is going to wants to forgive you. And when you say I love you, that's that wonderful, like if you were a wizard, <laughs> that's, the, that's the wand you're waving to go, woo, <laughs> and just send that energy out into the universe. And then it reverberates and it comes back. But I've seen it work miracles. I don't teach anything that I don't practice. And I don't teach anything that isn't incredibly effective. That's my promise to all of my students and has been for the last 20 plus years, right? If I, if it doesn't work, I don't teach it just because it sounds good. I teach things that work because I've seen them work and I've seen them work in my life and the people I love and the people that I work with who I love as well, right? That's where we really, really can make a difference. So let's get in. We're going to start rapid firing it. We got one more question that I want to get into because this, this is really, to me, when I've done these questions, these the sixth one and the seventh one, these are the tough ones because we are so just built into, I got to forgive and I got to forgive right now. And what I'm saying is, no, you don't. <laughs> you don't. You're the one that was hurt. Take your time. Be gentle with yourself. Make sure that when you are ready to forgive, that you do forgive because that's when it's going to be effective because it'll be genuine, right? So let's look at this. I know I just stepped away from the mic. One second. Want to see where we are on the time. So here's, here's this seventh question, right? Victimhood is a prison that I refuse to live in. I love that statement. I made sure and put that statement in there. So I remind myself every time that I refuse to live in this prison that victimhood is. Question, who has the power to transform any hurt I may feel into sources of unlimited strength? Let me say it again. Who has the power to transform any hurt I may feel into sources of unlimited strength? Whoa, there's an idea, right? Dia. Wow. <laughs> Where do I send the check? I mean, is this therapy today? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, lay on the couch. We're going to do some mind wrangling. <laughs> I have the power. I, I have the keys. That's right. <laughs> to the jail cell. So um, that's right. I have so the power. Liberate yourself. It's like it, it, that's a great way of looking at it. It's like sitting in a pr when you can't forgive somebody because you're not there. That's OK. But when you put that pressure on yourself to forgive instantly, what you're essentially doing is sitting in a jail cell with the keys <laughs> to get out of the jail cell and deciding not to get out of the jail cell. That doesn't Absolutely. make any sense. Right. It's why put yourself on it. Great answer. Val, how about you? What's what's the answer for you? Um, question again. Who has the power to transform any hurt you may feel into sources of unlimited strength? It's me. It's always me. And I mm -hmm. think re realizing how much potential and how much brighter the future is always when mm -hmm. you just choose when you just choose to take responsibility and you know that you have that power, you can push that button and, and it's it. The thing explodes, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Fireworks. Amen. But in order to get there, again, take responsibility. It's always me. It's always mm -hmm. me. Right. And how liberating of a thought is that? Because now, like you were saying earlier, I'm not living my life to blame other people. 
I'm living my life to be the best version of it. And I realize I am the powerful creator, right? Like we said, I can't empower you. The reason I can't empower you is because you are already powerful beyond measure. I'm going to keep saying that to you every episode because I know it to be true. And you are going to come and believe it yourself. I promise you that you are going to come into that belief yourself. Jen, how about you? What's the answer for you to the question, who has the power to transform any hurt you may feel into sources of unlimited strength? Um, definitely me. And, you know, like I've said previously, it's definitely something that I've been working on. And, you know, for me, I think what I need to remember is, you know, you could take a negative situation and turn it into something positive. You just have to. And for me, that's where a lot of the strength comes from. You know, I always kind of, um, you know, preach about, sure, this happened, but can you control the situation? Because if you can't control the situation, you just have to let it go. Yes. And, well, and that's been huge for me once I realized I know that. a situation you can control hundred out of a hundred times. You. You. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right? As soon as you accept that, everything starts getting really easy. And when things are going wrong, who, who's to blame? The you. person in the mirror. <laughs> but who has the power to fix it quickly too? that same person, right? Again, I can't empower you because you're already powerful beyond measure. Paulina, what do you think? Mm -hmm. Um, Just kind of going back to what Jen was saying in the previous segment and what you just said, I personally struggle a lot with guilt for things that I've done, you know, forgiving yourself, honestly, for me is probably the hardest thing. Mm -hmm. But what I keep reminding myself is that when I wake up every single morning, I'm trying to be a better person because the thing is you cannot change the past. You know, do I wish that in certain situations I was wiser, I was kinder, I was a better person. Absolutely. Because I know that I've caused hurt. I know that I hurt myself, Mm -hmm. but all I can do at this point in time is just to move forward, to forgive myself or try to forgive myself. And just, again, be kind to what I am and be present in the process. Amen. That's all I I can do. Folks. I hope everybody listening to this is really getting the medicine. (laughs) There's a lot of medicine being shared right now. And I'm just, I'm in awe right now. Thank you all so much for what you're doing. This is such a gift. All right. I mean, my, my day is better because of what each four of you are sharing. And I hope the people listening feel the same way. All right. This is just fantastic stuff. Now we are running a little bit low on time. So I'm going to answer a few of these questions. We're going to, we got a few, there's, remember there's 20 questions, right? We gotten through about seven of them. We got through the, really the tough seven, right? So if you understand where we're coming from, you can answer the questions eight through 20 yourself. So um, let's go into question eight. Can I write the wrongs I've done and forgive myself too? 100% I can, right? Do we all agree on that? Just ladies? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right? See, that's the easy one. Now it starts getting easier again. What do I wish had never happened to me? Now, (laughs) I'm going to tell you a little secret. Nothing. I'm grateful for all of it. Amen. Right. Amen. And and if you're not there, that's okay. But I'm going to tell you, there is a, it's a wonderful place to get to 
when you finally arrive there. And it took me some work to get there too. But I'm, I saw, let's, let's not kid you. I'm not trying to say it's easy. It's just, you know, you snap your fingers and you're there. But what we're saying is it's possible that there's freedom when you get to that place. Okay. There's appreciation when you get to that place. Can I accept that everything is perfect, even when it doesn't feel that way? <laughs> yes, I can. Even this crazy COVID stuff, right? <laughs> it's all part of the perfection, right? God doesn't make mistakes. I came to learn that a long time ago. Where, if anywhere, am I going against the flow of energy and trying to force something to happen? This is a big one for me. I'm, I'm a pretty aggressive person by nature. So I'm constantly monitoring, am I forcing it? Because I'm going to tell you a little secret that I've learned, Dia. The only time I'm making a mistake with my life is when I'm trying to force something to happen. It's one thing to be aggressive, but you can still take on the energy. Imagine a big rock in a big river, right? And it's just sitting there. Is the rock forcing itself upon the river? No, the rock is just being the rock. Mm -hmm. Well, that's how I see myself with all the work that we're doing at EHI. I'm just being the rock. I'm going to be the rock. I'm going to sit myself in the river and the river is going to soften my edges. How, what a cool thing, right? But I don't need to push against that water because if I do, I'm forcing it and I'm going, I'm doing it wrong. Does that make sense? Yep. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Where, if anywhere, is there energy waiting for me that I'm not acknowledging? Sometimes there's some people trying to help us, but we don't want help from those people, <laughs> right? I, I didn't want you to help. I wanted the other person over there to help. I liked her better, right? Mm. Well, you know, I, I've now come to appreciate, I'm going to accept any help that's coming in that's genuine, authentic, and loving. I'm going to accept, right? And I want to make sure I don't miss it. So simple questions, though. These are easy questions, right? This isn't like that forgiveness question. The forgiveness question, that's a tough one. We got to come up. But these are like, yeah, that makes sense. I'm a good person, right? Because this is how good people answer these questions, okay? Here's a good one. Life can hurt, but will I let hurt or love define who I am? Will I let hurt or love lead my decisions? Val, are you led by hurt or by love? By love. And you're not a victim. You see what I'm saying? That's why I love about that. You can't be a victim if you're being led by love, right? But if you are being led by the hurts that you've experienced, well, now you're in that prison of victimhood. And that's something we got to make sure we never spend a day in. Paulina, how about you? Are you led by hurt or love? Yeah, by love. Absolutely. Every single day. Doesn't that feel good when you say that? What a wonderful thing every morning to ask yourself that question and get that answer right. To remember what you are about before you start pinballing around on everybody in the world, running to Starbucks and getting your little, you know, your your Frappuccino latte, mocha choco, whatever, right? And and getting all hyped up and everything. What a great way to wake up and go, I am love. (laughs) And just remember that, right? Jen, you're up next. Am I open? Am I aware? Am I accountable? What do you think? Are you open? Are you aware? Are you accountable? Absolutely. Bam. (laughs) Right? Bam. It's, It's not hard. Folks, getting in control of who you are so you can tap into the power you possess is not hard. It just takes consistency. And to be consistent, why not ask yourself the same questions every morning? Right? 
There you yeah, go. And, exactly. and, and simple as that, right? Uh, let's see another question here. Um, oh, I love this one. This one is from my grandmother. You ready, Dia? Am I a good person who works hard and is my heart in the right place? What's your answer to that? Oh, I absolutely believe so mm-hmm. for myself. And that's not boasting or anything. But if, if my heart's right. not in it, I don't budge. <laughs> so, Amen. And then right? you know where you stand with me. So if I'm doing it, it's because I'm my heart is there. So yeah. absolutely. That's what I tell everybody too. I'm a WYSIWYG dude. All right. What you see is <laughs> what you see is what you get, right? I'm not gonna apologize for who well, I, I am. Because the thing is, if I if I overstepped, you know, because sometimes when we're having fun, maybe we overstep a little bit or we don't realize we said something that was a little sensitive or something. I'm going to be sensitive enough to recognize that, pull that person aside and let them know I love you. And that was on me. I apologize. Right. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Right? right. If you know yourself to be a good person, you don't have to hold yourself up to some of these unrealistic standards that people put up where you can never make a mistake. I don't want to live in that world. I learned the most I've ever learned about myself from the mistakes I made. Right. There ain't yes. nothing wrong with a mistake mm-hmm. if you learn from it. Right. <laughs> right? Amen. Yes, right. You learn. Right. That's the only way to learn. Spoken. So that's a true teacher right there, Jen. That's right. Okay. I love this question. We're coming up against it right now, too. We only got about a minute or so left. But what did I do yesterday that was kind? I love that question. I have to check in every single day and go back through my previous day and ask myself, what did I do yesterday that was kind? Because I have, I have a rule that I live by to make sure I do something kind every day of my life. Now, I'm going to let you all just contemplate on that. And I'm going to let you all go ahead and just sit back, listening. Think about that for yourself. You're a good person. You're listening to the show. I know you're a good person. What did you do yesterday that was kind? And then what we do is we finish off with a few more questions uh, about what are our codes? What are our codes of conduct? What are our belief systems that we practice? One of the things I've learned, healers, is that a lot of people have things and ideals that they aspire to, but they don't have specific codes and beliefs that they can recite immediately every single day. Thank you so much for joining us on this first show. I hope you had a good time. I hope you get these 20 questions and you start incorporating them in your life. Check us out at energetichealthinstitute.org. We would love to meet you. We have some great shows coming up in the following weeks. I hope you'll start joining us. And every single time you listen to us, you're going to feel good, right? Something that's our promise to you. Every single time you listen to what we have to share with you, you're going to feel good. Amen. All right. Yes. Thank you, healers. We'll see you next week. Peace. Thank you. Thank you.